Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. That's like my favorite line of the introduction. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to build your email list. And this is part one, which we're going to deal with the setup. It's something so fundamental that if you're not doing it, regardless of what stage you are at with your blog, I think you should start working on it right now. I've said it before, your email list is the most valuable asset, in my opinion, and it's more important than, more important than Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and even your blog, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Does it make our blog unimportant? Not at all. Well, I'm going to be... I just realized that I have not covered this topic fully on my podcast. So I decided I'm going to talk about building your email list. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I, I messed up on that introduction a little bit. I kind of stumbled over my words. But you know what? I'm not re-recording because that's just life. It happens. And it's all... You know, you probably wouldn't have even noticed it if I didn't say it. Or maybe you did. Anyhow, that's besides the point. We're going to talk about email list, um, how to build your email list. And this is part one, as I mentioned. This is going to be where we're talking about the setup. There are going to be three parts. But before I get into all of that, I want to let you know that this podcast episode is brought to you by some a service, a different service this time, GetResponse. That's the email marketing service that I use to run my online businesses. Since you know, since I started my blog in 2008, I was using Aweber because that's the service that everyone was promoting, at least everyone that I ran into. You know, it and it did what I needed to do for a while, and then I decided I wanted to go with something that's a little more robust. I went with Infusionsoft. Now that allows for tagging um, your subscribers and advanced tracking and segmentations and action-based autoresponders and all kinds of stuff. It has an affiliate system, shopping cart, and a bunch of other things. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to use this because it does everything I will ever need it to do. It's extremely powerful, but it's also extremely complex. I mean, I couldn't figure it all out. And I'm pretty, I, I think I'm pretty tech savvy, but I was having problems. So, I did some research, found GetResponse, was blown away. It allows for action-based autoresponders, surveys, and a number of advanced features not offered by Aweber, but not as complex as Infusionsoft. And that's why I switched there. Um, I would encourage you to check them out. Becomeablogger.com slash GetResponse is my affiliate link. Becomeablogger.com slash GetResponse. And you know what? If you have a list that's great, that has more than 1,000 subscribers and you're kind of thinking, man, I, I don't want to mess things up and you want me or someone on my team to transfer to you, uh, transfer it for you, um, reach out to me at leslie at becomeablogger.com. We'll do it for you for free. 
it's exciting stuff. Anyhow, get response. Check them out. I love them. I recommend them. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So today we're going to be talking about building your email list. And I said that this is the first part where we're going to be dealing with the setup. I want to go into some detail about how to set this all up. But then we're going to have part two coming next week, which is going to be dealing with the follow-up. And then part three, which is going to be dealing with the sales. So first we want to set up your email list and get people subscribing. Then we want to, once they've subscribed, we want to nurture the relationship with the follow-up. And we'll talk about that in the next podcast episode. And then lastly, we're trying to build a business. So how do you go about con- um, uh, uh, converting your subscribers into customers so that you can build this business? Because that's what we're trying to do here. Yes, we're trying to change the world one blog at a time, but we're trying to do that while building our online businesses. So we're going to talk about that. So the setup, let's talk about that. Um, you know, even before the setup, let's talk about why this email list thing is so important. Because I think it's so fundamental to everything you do in your online business. And I want to illustrate this with a story that I've told before, but it's such a, 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 a telling story um, as to the power of an email list. When I started my blog back in 2008, um, I had been I started growing my blog and it started to go very well. But I was doing so much in my business; I was doing everything. And as a result, I got burnt out. And at a certain point, you know, I said, you know, I'm not spending time with my wife. I'm not doing the things that I need to do. I'm just at work, you know, at my full-time job as a, a, a high school science and math teacher in a boarding academy. And if I weren't, if I wasn't doing that, then I was working on my business. And there was absolutely no balance. I got fed up. I stopped. And when I stopped, I stopped everything. I stopped blogging. I stopped um, doing social media promotion. I stopped doing everything that I was doing in my online business. At a certain point, and of course, as a result of that, my traffic just tanked. Nobody was visiting my site because there was no, nothing new there for them to check out. And I was just, you know, AWOL, absent without leave, right? Um, no explanation or anything. I just gave up. I just, I was done. One day I decided I'm going to get back into it. Um, and if I get back into it this time, I have to be much more efficient. I have to get help. I have to set up systems so that I'm not as preoccupied with my business as I was before. It wasn't all consuming at least. So when I decided to get back into it, I made a blog post and I put that blog post up and you know what I did? I sent one email to the list that I had been growing over the last few months, or if it wasn't a year by then, I think it might have been a year by then, or maybe a little more. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, But I sent an email to my list that I had built. I don't remember how many people were on it at the time. It wasn't a massive list, but the key thing was this. From one day to the next, my business was revived. My blog was revived. Traffic was coming again and everybody was excited again because I was creating content. If I had not built that list, it wouldn't have mattered that I had a blog because I would have put up that blog post and no one would have known about it. Fortunately, I had my list and because I had my list, I was able to send on-demand traffic to my blog when I decided to get back into it. That's the power of a list. The power to create on-demand traffic. One of the biggest things people struggle with is, you know, I don't have traffic coming to my website. I'm creating great content, but nobody's checking it out. Email lists can help you in that process. So number one, 
creating on-demand traffic. Number two, the email list is actually something that you own. You know, if you have a Facebook fan page and you have one million likes on that Facebook fan page, you know, they can decide, uh, we don't like what you're doing. We're going to shut down your fan page. And you have no control of that. Your email list is something that you have full control of. So that's number two. Number three, people are actually giving you permission to contact them. And that right there is powerful. When someone visits your blog, they're not really giving you permission um, to do anything significant. But here they're saying, hey, I like what you offer and I want you to contact me. And that's powerful. Um, So that's number three. Number four, it gives you the ability to gain trust. If someone signs up to your email list for a specific reason, like they want to learn to blog or they want to pass their biology class or whatever the case might be, and you send them content on a regular basis to help them accomplish their goals, they're going to start to trust you, which is a beautiful thing. That's how I got into this blogging thing in the beginning. Um, I signed up for an email list from Yaro Starak, and I started to get tips from him, and I started to look forward to it because every time he sent me something, it was so valuable. And I said, you know what? I'm learning so much from this guy. I like him. I trust him. So when he launched his product, I was one of the first people to sign up because... Your list also then gives you the ability to make money, which is the last point. It gives you the ability to make money. When I launched my university, I haven't done a public launch as yet, but I just sent an email list to the to my um, an email to my email list, and that caused um, the university to sell out because I had a list because I had gained that trust because they had they had given me permission to contact them because it was my email list. And I was able to, con- to, to make on-demand traffic. I was able to sell out the university. Okay? Now, here's the thing. I'm in the process of trying to revamp my email list. I want to revisit every aspect from the sign-up process to the follow-up sequence and whether or not I'm going to do a follow-up sequence um, to the format of my emails. I'm going through this process in detail. So I decided to revisit the fundamentals and share this process with you. And I want to give you a disclaimer first before we go into the three parts of this episode today. And that disclaimer is this. I'm going to give you very specific guidelines. All right. Now, here's the thing. A lot of times when you get very specific guidelines, a lot of marketers will tell you that their way is the way. (laughs) Now, I will tell you that my way is a way. It's the way that I'm, I'm doing things or I like to do things the way I look at things. But I want you to feel free to test it. I want you to feel free to tweak it, modify it to suit your audience and your specific needs. Don't just take it and say, all right, I'm going to copy everything. I mean, you can do that, actually, and that's not a problem. You can start that way, copying everything if you want. But then as you learn about your audience, as you learn about what works for them, as you learn about their needs and their wants, then you can tweak it to, to better suit what you're trying to accomplish. Is that a deal? Make sense? All right, sweet. So let's talk about the three parts. We're di- today, we want to get people on that list, and we need to talk about how do you set that up. So part number one is I want you to create a free resource. Now, that's, that's probably not surprising to you, um, but this is what I want you to do. And how I want you to do that is in a specific way. I want you to ask three questions, okay? Number one, 
I want you to ask this question. Who are you targeting specifically? I want you to get as specific as possible. Are you targeting biology students like I'm doing on my biology blog? Are you targeting people that want to start a blog so that they can create content, inspire others, and change the world? How, who are you targeting? And I want you to get extremely specific. I am not going to tell you right now um, how specific I get with mine because I've already done that in a previous episode. Becomeablogger.com slash episode 104, 104, 104. If you need help trying to figure out who your ideal target person is, and I'm talking about one specific person that you are trying to target, that's the episode that's going to help you. Okay, so number one, who are you targeting? Number two, what are they struggling with? Really, what what is their pain? What are their pain points? Uh, are they really desperately trying to pass their biology class? Are they trying to 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 make some money on the side with a blog so that maybe they can um, uh, pay off some extra bills, or maybe they can leave their job? What? Who are you targeting, and what are they struggling with? That's number two. And once you've answered the question, what are they struggling with? The third thing is I want you to create a free resource to help them to accomplish their goals, so to help them to get through that struggle and to, to, to come out on the other side successful. Okay, so number one, who are you targeting? Get specific as possible. Episode 104 gives you those details as to how you can really narrow down your target person, your ideal target person. Number two, what is that person struggling with? And number three, what free resource can you help, can you create to help them? I want you to think about something that they can achieve. Um, so for example, if I'm targeting a biology student that's struggling to pass their biology class, my free resource might be, and this is what it is right now, the top 10 tips to help you crush your biology class. And I, and I have that as a PDF. I have an audio version, um, and that's available. They can come to my blog, and they can sign up for free and get access to that, and now they are on my email list. Now, one of the things that I want you to keep in mind when you're you're thinking about this free resource is a lot of times we think that it has to be this really massive extensive thing like a a a a 50 page ebook or something of that sort and it does not have to be that way. You know, I listened to a podcast episode a while back and this was on the Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn. He had Clay Collins from Lead Pages on and this was episode or he calls it session 78. Um, so you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 78. And they talk about the fact that you that the 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 I can't even speak the 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 resources that seem to do best based on a ton of data are very simple, maybe a resource guide. Um, so uh, the top five tools that you use to make awesome videos online or something of that sort. Something really simple. It could be one page. It can be two pages. It doesn't look overwhelming. So the person that comes to your blog is not thinking, oh man, I don't have the time to go through that long ebook or that full course or anything of that sort. That looks simple. It's easy for me to just submit my email address and get access to that. So Keep it simple. Uh, my partner in crime over at CassandraBakai.com, she has a natural hair blog, and she has a, a, a free resource that's called Five Things Your Mama Didn't Tell You About Your Hair. <laughs> and I love to say that. Um, so yeah, it, you can keep it very simple and create this one-page, two-page, or 10-page, or whatever, a resource that helps your target audience solve a specific 
problem. Now, with Become a Blogger, I do something different. I have a course on how to, um, how to start your blog and, and, and turn it into a business. And quite frankly, I think it's, it's too much. I've been starting to see that it's a, it might be too much. And I'm going to be testing and tweaking um, different uh, resources to see what works better. So, you know, I'm going to be revisiting that. And you might want to revisit yours. I don't know. Test, track, and then make a decision. Now, I'm not going to go into how to create the resource because I've already covered that in episode 159, becomeablogger.com slash episode 159. But I am going to share with you one resource because one of the things I talk about is, you know, if you're creating a PDF guide or something of that sort, you're going to need stock photos. And I, I told you that I use Canstock Photo and there's iStock Photo. And a lot of these places can be very expensive. But I found one that's called the Dollar Photo Club. And that you can get that at becomeablogger.com slash dollar photo. And they have high quality images for a dollar. That is amazing. You have to pay for, uh, I think you pay for, you pay $99 for 99 images or $10 a month for 10 images a month. And, you know, there's a beta list for that $10 a month thing. But you can check out the details at becomeablogger.com slash dollar photo. Of course, I'll have all of those links in the show notes of this episode. This is episode 176. All right, now let's talk about setting up your autoresponder. That is part two. So number one, we've created our free resource. Number two, we need to set up our autoresponder. Um, of course, the service that I recommend is GetResponse, but you don't have to use GetResponse. You could use Aweber. You can use Infusionsoft if you can afford that and you want to get into all the technical details. Um, you can use MailChimp, whatever it is you're using. I use GetResponse. I recommend them, um, but you can use whatever. Um, so the first thing you want to do once you've uh, signed up for GetResponse or whatever service is create an opt-in form. Now, this opt-in form is what people are going to see and they're going to say, all right, I'm making a decision as to whether I want to sign up for that resource. So what you want to do there is be extremely clear about what they're getting. What are they going to get when they sign up for your opt-in form? Are they going to get 10 tips to help them crush their biology class? Are they going to get a free blogging course to help them to build a blogging business? What are they going to get? Be clear on it and focus on the benefits, not the features. So the features might be the fact that you know, it's 10 videos or um, that you have PDF handouts and all these kind of things. And it's not a bad thing to mention those, but the thing that you want your focus to be on or their focus to be on is what is the benefit that they're going to get for giving you their name and email address. Okay, so focus on those benefits in that form. Um, don't make this huge paragraph or anything of that sort. It doesn't have to be that way, but you can test it out and see what works for you. Then you want to inform them that they are signing up to an email list and that they will be getting emails. One of the most annoying things today is the fact that we are overwhelmed with emails. And if they sign up for a free resource think that, thinking that they're just going to get a free resource and that's it, and then you start to email them every day or every week or every month, they might get annoyed and that can then um, lead to some unwanted circumstances for you. They, they can mark your emails as spam and the more of those you get, the more compromised your email list is going to get. So 
Let them know what they're signing up for. Um, and also let them know that you respect their privacy. That's something you see on a lot of opt-in forms, kind of like as a standard. Um, I will not spam you, basically, because people want that reassurance. So let them know. So create your opt-in form. Now, if you're using GetResponse, I know they, they have a plugin for WordPress that allows you to, to, to easily insert forms in the sidebar, in the content, and on, on your pages, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's a, a handy resource that you can take advantage of if you're using uh, GetResponse. Okay, so we've created our opt-in form. The next thing we need to do is create your welcome email. That welcome email has one main purpose, to deliver on the promise you made when they signed up. So if you said that they're going to um, get a, a free report or they're going to get a free audio or whatever the case might be to help them to accomplish X, Y, Z goals, then deliver on it and deliver on it immediately. So what that might look like is, hey, hey, um, Richard or whoever it is that signed up, um, as promised, here is a link to download my study guide. And you have that link and they can go ahead and download it. And you can tell them, you know, you can kind of set their expectations as to what they're going to receive. Um, you can expect to receive one email every week on a Wednesday or whatever the case might be. You can let them know in that welcome email. Okay. The next thing is you want to build up your follow-up sequence. Now, I'm not going to go into that in this episode because part two is going to be dealing with that specifically. But that's something that you can build over time. Quite frankly, I don't even have a follow-up sequence right now because I am creating so much content on my blog that that gives me enough to send out. All right. Um, number three, part three. So number one, we've created our free resource. Number two, we have set up our autoresponders. And number three, we're going to set up the relevant pages on the blog. So what are the relevant pages? The first one is actually an optional one, but it is one that I highly recommend, and that is setting up a squeeze page. Now, I don't like the name squeeze page, but that's what we call it. It's because it's squeezing that email address out of them <laughs> um, or the name and email address out of them. You don't need this if you're using opt-in forms, but I think it's a, no, it's a good idea to have at least one because that squeeze page has one focus. When someone comes to your blog, um, your blog has a bunch of links, a bunch of posts, a bunch of resources, and it's very distracting, quite frankly. But your squeeze page, when someone is on that page, they, they, can make, they have one of two choices. Number one, they can sign up. Or number two, they can leave. All right, And that makes it much easier for them to say, you know what, I'm going to sign up because this looks like something that's of value to me. Um, so creating a squeeze page can be a good idea. Uh, it is a good idea. Um, and to do that, you can use uh, services like um, lead pages, or you can just use a regular page on your blog. That's not going to be a, as effective, but um, it's something that you can do. If you don't want to pay for lead pages or some other service, um, you can use just a regular page on your blog and try to minimize the distractions. So the first one is a squeeze page. Optional, but I highly recommend it. Number two is your thank you page. This is what they're going to see after they enter their details and click on the subscribe or the submit or the send me. Uh, yes, send it to me button, whatever that button is. Once they click on it, they're going to be redirected to that thank you page. Now, this next part is very important because the way I recommend for you to set up your, your email list is by having it as a double opt-in form. Now, what that means is this. 
When someone signs up, they're going to have to go and confirm their email address. Now, why in the world are you going to do this? It's very important to do this if you're trying to build a serious list. Because, quite frankly, if I want to get a free resource from your site, I can come there and say, man, I want that free resource. I'm going to put in someone's email address that I don't like or whatever the case might be so they can get the spam and I just get that free resource. Now, when that happens, or if that's the if that's the case, um, and and all of a sudden this person is getting this email that they didn't request from you, and they're getting uh, these multiple emails that they didn't request, they they might complain about it. They might you know hit spam. Um, they might unsubscribe. They might do all kinds of stuff, right? And that then hurts your email marketing um, your email marketing um, uh, efforts. So here's here so okay by having the double opt-in the, this is what it does number 1 it lowers your complaints it lowers your spam reports it lowers your unsubscribes it lowers your bounces because these are actually people that not only submitted their email addresses their email addresses but they've confirmed their email addresses confirming that they want you to send them content that's going to increase the n- number of people that are opening your emails. It's going to increase your clicks. And all of these factors, the complaints, the spams, the opens, the clicks, these are factors that are weighted by your email marketing service. And if those things get too out of control, you can be banned. That's number one. But it's also weighted by the, um, the, the email providers, so like Gmail and Yahoo and so on. And that can get you blacklisted. And you don't want to be in that situation where you're sending out emails to these people, but they're not receiving it. So double opt-in is going to be very important. So on the thank you page, what you want to do is give clear instructions to get people to go to their emails and click on that confirmation link. That's going to be very important. Okay, so your thank you page, be very clear in terms of the instructions. Now, <laughs> let me tell you about a mistake that I made uh, once when I did this. When I did this, I took a screenshot of the email and I put it on that page and I said, click the link that looks like this. And then I get a bunch of, I got a bunch of emails from people saying, I'm clicking the link and nothing is happening. And I'm like, how is nothing happening? So I said, you know what? Let me walk through this with someone. And I walked through it with my cousin. And when, they got, when he got to the thank you page, he actually tried to click the link on the thank you page. <laughs> and that wasn't an active link. It was an example. So like I said, you want to be extremely clear as to the fact that they have to go to their email inboxes and click on that link. So that's the second page, your thank you page. And the last page is going to be your confirmation page. On that confirmation page, that's where you're going to have the download. You're going to have the resource as promised to them so that they don't necessarily have to go back to their email. Even though when they go to their email, they, you will have a link to that. Um, they can get it right there once they've confirmed. It's one less step for them, and that's something that people um, appreciate. And once they've con- confirmed, they will get the welcome email that you set up in part All right, so those are the three parts. But what I want to do now is I want to tell you about a few things that can help to boost your signups. And I'm just going to kind of briefly talk about some of these things. This is more advanced. These are not things that you absolutely have to do, um, but they are things that can help you to get more subscribers, more leads, and that's always a good thing, right? We always want a bigger list. A bigger list is good as long as it's a quality list, right? 
Okay, so number one, what you can do is make sure to have your opt-in forms in prominent places on your blog. Um, I mentioned that there's a GetResponse plugin to help with that, um, but the, the key thing is that you want to have your opt-in form above the fold. Okay, have it above the fold. What that means is when someone comes to your website, they don't have to scroll down to see it. They can see it right there without having to scroll. It's right there. It lets them know what the value is and they can make a decision as to whether they sign up or not. That's the reason why when you come to my blog, I kind of overdo it and I'm going to modify that too because I think I'm overdoing it a bit too much. Um, uh, right above the fold on the home page, you have this big box where it welcomes you to sign up. And then in the sidebar, still above the fold, there's another um, subscribe, um, a subscribe form where you can sign up to that email list. So have it above the fold. Definitely important. Number two, you can actually put it within your content. So let's say you're writing a blog post and let's say I'm writing a blog post, which I did a little while ago on how to set up your blog. Well, I can also mention that, hey, I have this free course, um, and if you're interested in checking it out so that you can set up your blog, uh, you can sign up right here. And within that blog post, as they're reading that content, because they're already kind of warm, um, they've warmed up to my content because they've read all of that, the next logical step is for them to subscribe. And that's something that you can do. Your about page, your resource page, these are places that you can put your you can put opt-in forms on your about page. That's the, the second most visited page on your site. And by having that there, that's gonna increase your signups. Um, a resource page I mentioned. Um, this, this is optional. You can decide whether to do it or not. I don't do it, um, but it's another idea. If you want, let's say you have a resource page with links to products or, and services that you recommend, um, but you want them to have the ability to download that as a PDF. Let's say that's your giveaway, right? They can just enter their details right there and get access to it. Another thing that helps to boost signups is having light box pop-ups. Now, this is something that I really like. I used to hate pop-ups, but I started to like these when I added one to my site and it increased my signups by over 500%. 500%, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, um, and I don't have any on my blog right now, but I'm actually evaluating a few. The one that I've been using and the one that I recommend is Optin Monster, and you can get it at becomeablogger.com slash Optin Monster. Um, but I'm looking at a number of different ones right now because I want to be very educated about the different kinds that are out there. So I'll be sharing that with you in the future. Okay, another uh, tip for helping you to boost your signups is having multiple landing pages for multiple purposes. Um, so for example, when someone goes to one of my YouTube videos and they click on the link in the description, it takes them to a, a, a landing page that says, hey, YouTube visitor, thank you for, it doesn't say that exactly, but it says, thank you for um, you know coming over. Uh, I want to give you this free guide um, and they can download the free guide. They can subscribe to my YouTube channel. They can do that all there. That is customized for my YouTube audience. Um, uh, if someone comes to, if they're listening to this video, I mean this podcast, and they go to the link that I'm going to tell them at the end, freebloggingvideos.com, it's going to take them to a different page that's going to take them to a specific page for that that's going to um, give them the ability to sign up to my email list. Now, there are different ways that you can do this. If you're using GetResponse, they actually have a landing pages service. Um, 
it 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 sets up basic landing pages and it's not an additional expense for you um and a lot of the landing pages actually look good the thing i don't like about it is that it's on their server so it's on their domain.com slash whatever it is you choose um, I prefer to have it on my own site, but if you don't want to spend that additional expense or you want to have easy templates that you can use, you can use the get response landing pages. Alternatively, of course, you can use lead pages um, and lead pages has a number of features that allow you to set up landing pages, sales pages, um, lead magnets, all kinds of stuff. Um, so that's a way that you can boost your signups. Another way to boost signups, and this is one that I actually just installed on my blog today because I didn't even know they had this. I installed the GetResponse plugin, and they have a feature where you can have people um, subscribe to your email list via the comment form. So they go to leave a comment on your blog, and right beneath the, su the, the submit button, there's a checkbox that they can check um, to sign up for your email list. And you can customize the text and say, hey, um, sign up for my email newsletter and get my free blogging course. I think that's what I put mine to say. Really easy. You don't have to do anything there. But as people are commenting on your blog, they can decide, hey, I want to also subscribe. And that's one less step for them to take. All they have to do is check that little button and it makes it easy. And the last tip is create a URL redirect. And that's like what I just said a little while ago. And what I say at the end of my podcast every, um, every week. If you want to get more resources, go to freebloggingvideos.com. And the way you do that is wherever you purchase your domain names, I use Namecheap. If you go to namecheap.com and you purchase freebloggingvideos.com, which is what I did. You can't do it now because I already did it. Um, you can actually set that to redirect to your landing page. Now, this makes it easier to remember. So I'm not exactly sure what the URL to my free blogging videos are, is. I think it's something like becomeablogger.com slash free dash videos. It might be that, might not be. But it's really easy for me to remember freebloggingvideos.com. So I can say that easily. If someone tells me, hey, I want to start a blog, I can tell them, hey, just go to freebloggingvideos.com. Easy to remember, easy to get to, and that helps to increase your signups. All right, so that's pretty much it. We've gone through why you need to have an email list. We spoke about the three parts. Number one, free, creating your free resource. Number two, setting up your autoresponder. And number three, um, the pages on your blog that you need to set up, the squeeze page, the thank you page, and the confirmation page. And then I give you some tips for um, what you can do to help boost your signups. Um, to your email list. And I hope that was valuable to you. I know it, it's valuable to you. At least some of you who are trying to get your email list started. Such a fundamental thing that I, I just felt I needed to go into some details. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the follow-up, which is, which is a very important part of the process. So yeah, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, I would appreciate it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. Um, of course, that helps to get more exposure to the podcast so that we can help more and more people change the world with their blogs. And if you're trying to get your blog started here, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> are you ready for it? Well, you can create content, inspire others, and change the world. Head on over to my free blogging course at, you know the URL by now 
freebloggingvideos.com. Very easy to remember. So go there now. <laughs> you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and above all, how you can take action and make it happen for you. Freebloggingvideos.com is free, it's actionable, and it's awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.